Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 128 of the Big Show Some Enforcer Based Podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there on this long weekend? Canadian long weekend, I should say. For my, of course, my, my, my United States listeners and my global listeners, uh, you're back at work. My understanding. I don't think there's a long weekend. Um, so I hope you're, well, your end of the week or your beginning of the week depends on your schedule, I guess, or when you're listening to this, um, is going well. Of course, I'm recording this on a Friday night. Um, I've been off all week. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie, folks. Well, I mean, everybody. Anytime you can have time off is always a good thing, but I think I worked like two straight months without a day off. So it was nice to, uh, on Sunday, I worked for a few hours on Sunday and then we went up to the lake and, uh, you know, just got back yesterday. So it was really, it was, it was a great getaway to the in-laws cabin up at Candle Lake. Uh, got some boating in, some fishing, some swimming, lots of fun. Uh, did some drink. Didn't do a lot of drinking though. Had a few, but, uh, I don't know what it was. Well, it was bloody hot out, but I mean, that was, uh, different. It was always weird. I was saying, uh, you ever notice when you're out on the boat, out in the lake, time just flies. It's like we get to the marina, we get the boat going and, you know, you're about to the middle of the lake and you start casting or whatever. And it's like one thirty, they're diving off the boat and messing around and whatever. It's bullshit. And all of a sudden you look at the water, it's like five. It's like, what? You know, uh, it was really weird how time just flew up there. But, uh, no, had a lot of fun. It was a great getaway. Uh, unfortunately, I have to work um, uh, this weekend and on, Monday, on the holiday Monday, but only for a few hours each day. But still, still got to go in, right? You know, put on the old uh, tools of ignorance and, uh, uh, and away we go. But, uh, you know, don't cry for me, Argentina. I mean, you know, getting paid, you know, double, triple time on the Monday. But so, I mean, you know. 
And you can always say no, right? It's not like I had to do it, but, uh, but back at it, back to reality. But, um, no, it was, it was a fun, fun time off. And, uh, I was laughing. I think I tweeted about it, but I said, by the time you get like the food ready and you go to the, of course, you go buy booze and buy this and that. I said, Jesus, I think you probably could have taken an all inclusive to Mexico. It would have been cheaper than four days at the lake, but it was, uh, you know, cause you buy, you, what, you obviously go overboard, you buy way too much and whatever, but, uh, nonetheless, it was a good time. And, uh, but where am I here? Nobody wants to listen to my lake vacation stories. Um, yeah. Um, uh, I hope everybody had a chance to go back. And of course on Wednesday, uh, I released the, uh, Harrison Harper interview. Of course, the young man there, he played in the Western hockey, take two, try that easy for you to say. Played in the Western Hockey League with the Lethbridge Hurricanes, as well as uh, in the Maritime Hockey League with Miramichi. Um, of course, went on and played um, university hockey, and then played pro in the Southern Pro League last year. And uh, what is still up in the air about what he's going to do if he's going to go back and play pro this year, or what he's going to do. But um, it was a it was a cool episode for the fact that again it was a young a young you know he's in his mid 20s so a younger generation uh look at the game of hockey cuz like i said most of my guests are all played in the 80s and 90s so um you know we're all old farts compared to old double h there but uh and uh of course he has his own podcast the project that um i would hope some of you two did too cuz he's an interesting dude he's funny maybe even unintentionally funny at some point he makes me laugh anyway um it's really not even about hockey it's just sort of his life and he's just um, he's just using it for an out, outlet to talk and, uh, and just share his feelings on things. Um, you know, and I enjoy listening to it. Um, and he's a good dude, great guy to talk to. Definitely going to have him on again. Um, really like his hockey takes, to be honest. Um, and I, and it's always cool. It was, it was fun to get, you know, him and Dakota, well, actually him and Dakota Audrey played against each other in college. Um, actually, would they've been playing against each other in the Western Hockey League too, now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, the, the young guys, and, it, and it's cool to get their perspective on things, right? And uh, yeah, so uh, I, I highly recommend that you go back and, and certainly um, uh, check that interview out. Uh, and before that, of course, I did a two-part interview with Colt King, um, which was uh, very well received. I know the UK folks really liked it. Um, yeah, and again, great dude. Uh, lots of fun to talk to. Um, like I said, it's two parts. We talked a long time, and uh and, uh, you know, for the listeners that um, are regulars here, um, you know how we do it, of course, uh, you know, cover his whole career. And uh, and if you're new here, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, definitely check out the back catalog. Um, John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, Ted Arenko, on and on. Um, yeah, I've talked to a lot of good guys. And, uh, yeah, and I think you'll uh, you'll find, find the in- interviews interesting. But uh, Wednesday is interview day, and then Sunday is, you know, whatever this happens to be, shit show Sunday, as Joe Lazito refers to it. Um, yeah, it's sort of just me basically looking out the window and yelling about things and uh, talking about the, the goings-on and what have you. Um, yeah, I mean, so we should probably get into it. I don't know how long I'm going to talk today for. It was interesting. I've been sitting here for like a couple hours, and I'm just bouncing around the internet doing nothing, but... Um, but I, I was telling my brother through text, I'm like, I just don't know what to talk about. Um, it's funny. I was off for the week and, uh, I didn't really think about, like I, I'd, I'd done everything ahead of time. Like I had the, I had already sent the Harrison Harper interview out and, uh, to the network guys to upload. And so I, I had no, no podcasting to, I didn't listen to anything. 
um, didn't, uh, you know, obviously I didn't have anything on my end to do. So I really haven't been, uh, I really wasn't paying any attention. And, uh, so I really wasn't putting any, any thought because usually when I'm at work, um, I'll kind of be driving around I'll have other like Joe's show or Alec or whatever. I'll have some shows going in the truck all week and just throw out reading Twitter and, you know, whatever the goings on where I'd, I'd have my little sticky notes and I'd just basically write down little bullet points. And then, you know, usually I record these on Friday after work or Saturday. I'd just slap the sticky note in front of me and away we go. Um, so, but of course not being at work, I really didn't have anything. So, um, yeah, I've just been kind of sitting here, I don't know, not just wondering, but, uh, there is a few things I will talk about. Of course, the free agency and everything that's going on. Um, not that I give a shit about any of it, but there's two guys that, co- that were interested to me. Um, also, of course, I'm going to talk about the wrapping up the fifth annual Bob Probert Invitational Tournament and all that came with that and, uh, what to, what is coming next. And, um, it's sort of, it's, it's sort of a part parcel of that. Um, I'm just going to call it myth versus reality. And, uh, yeah, but we'll get into all that. But before we do, as I said, I'm a member of the hockey podcast network. There are over 50 shows in the network. Uh, all the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Um, of course, right now with this, yeah, with the Kraken, God, I hate that name, uh, expansion draft and, uh, free agency and all that. Of course, they're, they're busy, uh, talking. So whatever, like again, whatever team interests you, definitely check out their shows. Um, for my off network friends, of course, Alec over at the Five for Fighting podcast, he is back in business after a hiatus. Uh, I don't know how long was he gone for? Six months? He's gone for a while. Uh, anyway, he was back with his first, uh, he had done a, kind of a comeback episode just saying what was going on and what his plans were going forward but um he did his first interview uh since coming back it was with rob volterra and uh i'm not gonna lie i haven't listened to it yet uh i have it downloaded and i'm going back to work tomorrow so it'll i've got it set up for the truck tomorrow and i will definitely be tuning in for that i always enjoy alex shows i listen to all of them but uh like i said i just uh well first of all the why although i will say the wi-fi at the lake the wi-fi at the lake was okay but if you took your phone out to the middle of the lake, it was like all bars and it would be perfect. I remember I was telling my wife, we were sitting out there, I said, well, you know what would be hilarious is like to bring the podcast or to bring the pocket, to bring the microphone and like the laptop and like just do an interview from out in the boat from the middle of the lake. I said, oh, if I was up there for the whole summer, I would completely do that because the boat's like a pontoon boat. You can walk around and shit on it and stuff. It's like sweet, right? Just get out there, crack a couple beers and like, you know, get a dude up on, you know, cause all I'm doing is going through Skype and just calling them on their cell phone and then just sit there and record out in the lake. Oh, that'd be sweet. Um, anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> yeah. So the Wi-Fi wasn't that great. So I wasn't going to listen to any shows up there. They in and out cancel and stuff. So, um, but, uh, I will definitely, I'm looking forward to listening to that show. Um, and again with Alec, um, it has a great back catalog. Definitely check out Segroy, Yablonski, Rob Ray, Bia Lois, um, lots of great guests. And, uh, I know Alex, the youngster, he just had his birthday. How old was he? I can't even remember now. Was it like 25 or some ridiculous age? Like, I'm like, oh my God, I can't even, oh, to be young again. But, uh, so happy belated birthday. But, uh, I sure hope, uh, I mean, the last couple of years, they've, I, I really hope they don't lose my gift like they have the last couple of years. So hopefully he gets it soon. But, um, Yes, definitely check out his show. And of course, old Jolton Joe Lazito. Give it a Lazito. 
over at the Coliseum Chronicles. It's a New York Islanders-based podcast. But I don't know, is it? Now he's got lacrosse guys, for God's sake. Yes, he, uh, who's he? Nolan Clayton, I believe, is a, is a lacrosse player with the New York-based lacrosse team. Again, I haven't, li- I will listen to it. I haven't listened to any episodes, obviously, again, going back this week, but I know Joe drops on Mondays. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out. Um, and again, Joe does a great job, uh, great, tremendous back catalog, Mick Fakota, Eric Bolton, Strudwig. Um, yeah, I mean, and I was actually really surprised that Joe had an episode out this week. Um, cause I thought with the Olympics on, um, that, and especially with the time difference being in Tokyo, uh, because Joe's like a really big, uh, I don't know if many people know this, but he's like a really big rhythm, rhythmic gymnastics fan. And, um, yeah, so he's been staying up, like burning the midnight oil. You know, he's interviewing these guys, interviewing lacrosse players, and then he's watching the gymnastics. Um, you know, so it's, it, you're, I mean, if you've sent Joe any emails or text messages, it'll take, it'll take him like three or four days to get back to you. It's nothing personal, but, uh, yeah, he's just really busy right now. Um, and I think one of the big reasons why he's a big rhythmic gymnastics guy is back in the, in the early two thousands, um, out in the boardwalk there at Coney Island. Uh, you remember the dance dance revolution games, uh, you know, the, at the arcades, Joe, big, big dance dance guy. Yeah. And, uh, D squared rev, he used to call it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, kids would have to go up, you know, put their quarter on the machine and then battle them. And I mean, Joe's been called the godfather of Yo- of Vogue, of voguing. And, uh, yeah, so these kids didn't know what they were in for. I mean, you look at the guy back then, you look at a guy with a mullet and a Zygmunt Palfi jersey, and you're thinking, I could take this guy. But slick, man. Slick dancer, I'm telling you. Um, it's another, there, I'm uncovering more, hidden secrets of Joe Lazito's past big dance guy. So yeah. In fact, I think he, I heard he was challenging Joey diamond to a uh, dance dance off. I, I wonder how that went, but, uh, yeah, check out Joe's show. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. Rhythmic gymnastics. I don't know, but I know I'm not, dan- I'm not having a dance off with Joe. I'll tell you that big man's got moves More moves the bowl of jelly. I'm telling you anyway, Hey, if you want more of this, of these great bits, check me out on social media, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, as well as on Facebook. And of course, on Facebook, it's FOU, blah, blah, blah. It's couldn't use numbers. But, uh, and then of course, my YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, over 2,500 fight videos from junior to pro, whatever league you're looking for, everything's been sorted. So just in a little search engine, NHL, OHL, AHL, blah, blah, blah. It's all there. Uh, I highly recommend that you go down that rabbit hole. Once you, I seriously, once you start like clicking videos, you'll just go on and on and just get lost for like an hour. But, uh, definitely check that out. And, uh, as I said on Facebook, um, the Enforcer Appreciation Group, which Alec started, um, it's got over 13,000 members. Um, I'm pretty sure three quarters of which know nothing about fighting after my Bob Probert Invitational tournament, but we'll get into that shortly. But check out the group for a few, it's a few good dudes in there. Uh, some of the, most of the guys are okay, but like in anything in life, there's always a few yahoos. So, um, anyway, check it out. But, uh, now that we got that out of the way, I don't know. What do we talk about first? Um, I guess free agency. Of course, the big one, um, 
you know, first of all, Curtis Gabriel uh, signing with the Toronto Maple Leafs and Ryan Reeves signing with the New York Rangers. That was a big splash. I actually, honestly, um, at his age and every, I was really surprised the Knights got rid of Reeves. Um, you know, what's he making? About a million two, million three. I mean, which, you know, that's like minimum wage in NHL terms. Um, best fighter in the league, uh, you know, top five in hits. Um, you know, I don't know if he'd worn out his welcome there or just, you know, I don't know. I've, I mean, I've never heard of any issues off ice or whatever, but I mean, I get that, you know, NHL players are product and, you know, that's the way it is. Everyone has a shelf life, but um, I personally, I think great pickup by the Rangers. I mean, everyone saw what Tom Wilson did to Panarin and all them and, you know, Brandon Smith or whatever his name was had to step up and he got beat up by Wilson the next game and, and, and the Rangers are basically, you know, not that I'm watching and stuff, but just gathering from guys that, I mean, they're just, well, from what the limited I've seen, they're gutless. So, I mean, you know, I always laugh because, of course, some of these fans, I mean, they, they traded a third rounder for a real third rounder. Okay, it's a third Who gives a shit? You know, like, I don't know. I mean, outside of maybe a first round pick, does it really matter after that? After the first two rounds, does it really matter? Like, I don't know, people are acting like they, you know, they gave up friggin' uh, first overall pick for Reeves or something, but, you know, um, at, at the same time, as I was saying to someone today, I mean, if you want to get the best at something, you got to give up something for it. Well, Reeves is the toughest guy in the league. Got to give up something for that, you know, in a third round, I think it's pretty, pretty light for what I think Reeves could really bring to that team, if they knew, use him correctly. That's the other thing, big if, if they know how to use them. I don't know. Oh, it tells me how much I pay attention. Off the top of my head, I, don't even, I can't remember who the coach of the Rangers is. But um, we'll see if he knows how to use them or not. And, uh, you know, hey, I'm down with Reeves. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, whatever. As long as he's still in the league, I'm good with me. And uh, and Gabriel, same thing. Um, I know he took his slings and arrows this year. and in San Jose and some people were real critical of him. And I mean, I've always liked Gabriel. I have for a while. So, um, you know, it was cool. I, you know, do I think he'll make the leap? Not, nah. I mean, I was really surprised calculator boy and the nerd herd there even signed him. I thought he'd be too mean for the Leafs organization. So, I mean, who knows? Do I think he'll play for the Leafs? Not really. Maybe here and there, but I can't, you know, I think, I think that was more of an AHL signing. I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Um, you know, I mean, either way, either way, I'm not, I don't really give it, I'm not watching, I don't give a shit, but, you know, for the sake of him, I dig Gabriel, nice guy, um, you know, uh, you know, I'd like to see him make some NHL money, that'd be good for him, so that's cool, you know, we'll see, but, uh, yeah, kind of some two, two, uh, tough, the tougher guys, uh, moving, and, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Okay, well, Let's get to it. Um, I, I believe I, I briefly sort of touched on this with the Harper Harrison uh, conversation uh, before I had the Harper Harper Harrison. Why do I keep calling him Harper Harrison? Harrison Harper. What am I doing here? I'm clicking things and I'm doing a whole bunch of different things at once. Harrison Harper. My uh, interview on Wednesday. I had briefly talked, of course, about the Bob Probert Invitational. Um, of course, it wrapped up. Um, while I was at the lake, um, 
So I couldn't put, I couldn't use all my graphics that I was normally using, but whatever. It got done. And uh, I really want to thank everybody who took the time to vote and comment and, and make it, um, for the most part, enjoyable. It was enjoyable, but I mean, I, I'll get into that in a sec. But um, yeah, and Dave Brown, of course, turned out the winner. He beat Joey Koser in the final. Imagine a Brown Koser final. That'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah. And, uh, and like I said, the fifth annual, and it was actually, someone had asked me about, uh, about the other five, the other four years who were the previous champions. And, uh, I will open that up right now. And, uh, year one was Brian McGratton. The second annual was Tony Twist. Third annual was Dave Semenko. And last year's was Derek Bugard. And of course this year with Dave Brown. So, I mean, all those names are, uh, pretty synonymous. I mean, you can't really, yeah, I mean, you could debate, yeah, Semenko, you could debate. I, I wouldn't have, yeah. But anyway, I, I think that had a lot to do with the nostalgic factor at the time. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that to be mean, but he was on, you know, he had passed away and he was on people's minds and, you know, what have you. So I, I, I don't want to say sympathy vote because that's sounds mean, but I think that's probably a lot of what was going on. Um, if you'd actually asked, um, you know, knowledgeable fight fans what they think, no, they wouldn't have Semenko winning it, nor, um, now you can debate whether I'm knowledgeable or not. I mean, I've watched a lot of fights and whatever, but, uh, in my humble opinion, no, I would not have him winning it. But, uh, nonetheless, not that I don't, I don't give a shit who wins these. It doesn't matter to me. I just want to create the conversation and, and have people talking about these guys. So, um, anyway, <clears throat> anytime you do tournaments like this, of course, there is always controversy, um, whether it be who won, who won the fights, who's in it, who's not in it. Um, and every year I hear all about it. Um, I will say there's, there was a couple times this week in the last week, um, that you really, you sometimes question why do I bother? Um, and I will say, and I, and I, again, I said this on the, on Harrison's inter, um, show in my intro, but I'll say it here again. Um, yeah, I mean, there are some times that, yeah, there are people that just like, you know, without a, really just take the fun out of things. And, um, and, uh, this was the first year that I have been on Facebook for the tournament. Um, I didn't like, I just would show the bracket on Facebook and tell people, you know, cut, cause I was going to actually do a Facebook tournament, um, you know, just to kind of be, you know, new on Facebook, maybe get, get the account some looks and, because I'm going to be, I mean, I'll be completely honest. I mean, as much as the, the tournament's a fun thing, and I mean, and I just enjoy doing it regardless, um, it, it is also, I, I, I do use it as an advertising tool somewhat. Um, not so much advertising, but more of the exposure, uh, just to get the, the, my name out there, the, um, the, the podcast or the YouTube channel, get people aware of that. And, um, so it's sort of like a billboard, right? And, um, cause like I said, I, I was just looking and I was kind of looking at my anal analytics and for this month here, um, yeah, my, I had over 900,000 Twitter impressions and 52,000 profile visits, um, in this week. And, and normally I kind of went back and looked out through over the year and, you know, profile visits each month, maybe 
five to seven thousand on average, give or take. And um, so, yeah, to get fifty-two thousand was was awesome. And uh, you know, and all I hope because in my profile I have like my YouTube link and it talk about my podcast. So if I can just get a few people to like, oh, I like this guy's tournament. Maybe I'll listen to his show. I'm not saying I got always oh, shoot me to the top now. It might have got me a, maybe a handful of people to look at my YouTube channel and maybe two or three to look and, and listen to my podcast. But, um, but regardless with all those impressions and they're, and they're reading on my timeline, maybe they saw the Colt King interview or maybe they saw the Harrison Harper interview or what have you. And they'll, they'll tune in. So, um, I've, I also use the tournament in that sense too. Um, so as I said, I was going to put it on Facebook and, uh, it was something that, how they have their polls. You couldn't put pictures and stuff. It was, it was kind of a goofy setup. So I didn't do it. I just, so basically what I would do is I'd put the bracket up every day on Facebook saying, you know, current results and then head to Twitter to vote. And, you know, and, uh, I don't even know if you have to be a member. I think you have to be a member of Twitter to vote. Maybe you don't have to be. I don't know. But I said, just sign up for Twitter. Take two seconds. Be the egg ABC one or something just so you can vote. And, uh, and get in on the conversation. And I know a couple people did because I had a couple guys saying, I'm here from Facebook, you know, whatever. So that was cool. And, uh, and a lot of the fights had four, five, six hundred votes, which was really cool. Um, you know, and especially during the time period of like, you know, the expansion thing and then the draft. And I mean, you know, it was pretty over, like timelines were kind of flying with a lot of hockey news. So, you know, I can guarantee a lot of my stuff got lost in there. Um, but, uh, they still got a fair number of votes. And I was really happy about that. Um, now, <laughs> and having said that, of course you have, like I said, this is my first time being on Facebook with the tournament. Every day when I would put up the bracket, um, oh, it was just endless bitching and whining from people and it was just like and it was like what is this this is a junk bracket like okay and the thing is is and that where's this guy where's that guy on and on like i brought up people crowder and buyers and on and on chara well you chara give you a break but it wasn't even so much that but it was just like and then they come well how it was i think they were thinking like i was picking these like i was just randomly picking who'd win like, oh, whoever's doing this has no hockey knowledge, says the guy who says Char would clean all these guys. Yeah, all right. And then he's telling me about, oh, I should look up Eddie Johnstone. Like, oh, God. Like, and where's Larry Robinson? And, you know, that's going to be into my myth and reality topic here in a second. Um, yeah, so it was just like, and so I finally started with some of these guys. Like, okay, Big Mouth, you put your 64-man bracket up then. And then all of a sudden it's humming, 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 and then of course they don't, you know, they have no reply or okay, tough guy, whatever. Like, oh, what does that have to do? You're the one fucking flapping your fucking lips. Like, I'm just calling you out on it. I always laugh with these guys though. They all got big mouths and they can do, they'll say all this shit, but as soon as you call them on their bullshit, they have no reply or else their reply is okay, killer, whatever, whatever, bud. Oh, okay. Good one. Like, like I said, I've, I've got it out to two guys right now. Well, then you come up with a 64-man bracket that's better than what I got and have everyone vote on it. We'll see what happens. I know you're not going to do it, so shut up. Like, just, 
Why? Like you could, oh, I don't think, Co- I don't think Brown would beat Coaster. Just, okay. That's fine. That's why I put it up there to get that conversation. But just this, like, oh, Coaster would end them. Like, what are you talking about? Like, okay, like, oh, I can't, Tony Twist over the, your, Dave Brown beat Tony Twist. Like, are you ri- ridiculous? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because Dave Brown isn't Francois LaRue, I guess. Like, yeah, he's not. No, he has 30 pounds lighter. Oh, yeah, like, like that matters. But yeah, Dave Brown and Francois LaRue, we're going to compare them. Like, oh, God. Like, like nobody would beat Joe Koser. I'm like, oh, don't tell Herb Raglan that, you know. It's like all these guys lost. Like, so this just this idea that, oh, they'd end them. It's like, oh, these guys with their stupid exact hyperbole and their bullshit. It's just, just gets so old to read after a while. And like, and this one guy's going on. Yeah, whoever did this list clearly knows nothing about hockey. Bobby Orr, are you serious? Like, I just said to him, I said, go back and read the list. Get a fucking clue before you talk next time. Like, Bobby, why would, it's Colton Orr dipshit. Like, just, just these morons. They just can't wait to flap their lips. You know, it's just embarrassing. But like I said, as soon as you call them on it, oh yeah, they snark back. Like, like somehow you're the asshole. Like you know, like the one guy's like, yeah, calm down, Karen. Like, oh, did I trigger you? No, you didn't trigger me at all. But I'm like, so you just you're a grown adult that just trolls Facebook. Like I'm embarrassed for you, is what I am. Like, no, you just didn't like getting called on it, and then you get called on it by someone that knows more than you do. Clearly. I'm not saying I'm some expert, because to be an expert, you had to do it, so I'm not an expert. But for, for some of these clowns to run around and yell that the people voting or the people commenting, because uh, like I said, the majority of people are, are, oh, I think he'd win, and I really like this guy, and this is a good tournament. You know, most people were cool. But then to have these idiots jump on there and start, first of all, shitting on them, and then you know, and just shitting on the whole thing, and then you start you're throwing out Larry Robinson and Chara and Eddie Johnston, and you're talking about how no one knows what they're talking about. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, like I always say with these some of these groups, like all these guys love to run around and act like they friggin' know. Well, you might know in your collection of idiot friends in the basement when Hockey Night Canada's on, but when you get on a in a, some of these groups and you, you're talking to guys that have been around and followed the hockey fight since the 70s and have thousands of hours of hockey fights on DVD and read up on it and research, you're not going to pull bullshit on them. I include myself in that. Like, I'm not saying I know everything about the 70s, 80s, 90s guys, but I'm more of a 90s and up type guy. But, I mean, I've done research. I've read the books. I've, you know, I've listened to interviews. I've talked to players, interviewed players. I've done all that. So you're not going to pull bullshit on me about Lyndon Byers and Troy Crowder. Yeah, like you could, oh, Troy Crowder beat Probert once. Oh, okay, and he dropped Chikrin. Like everybody, where's Crowder, where's Crowder? I'm like, well, Troy Crowder was great for about four months. Again, I'm not knocking Troy Crowder. He was a tough dude, but he had like a, a run, literally a run of four months. I mean, you know, why not say Link Gates then too? Which people fail to realize he played less than a full season in the NHL. You know, so spare me your these people don't know what they're talking about bullshit. 
you know, and it was like, uh, even Joe said, he's like, I just, I don't know how you do it. Like, you know, and of course, then I just argue with him. But a lot of that was, of course, on my drive back. It was, you know, sniping at him. But, um, no, it just gets tiresome. You know, and not so much, oh, where, where is he? Where is this guy or whatever? I mean, not, you know, whatever. But just these, I lo- these guys that love to throw out, it's a junk bracket. And who made this list? Well, who exactly is on this list that's so terrible? That's the next question. Like, really? Like, everybody listening, go look at the bracket. Who is so terrible on that list? Like, you're talking like I got, you know, uh, Jake Hoffield and Al Stewart on there or something. No, no offense to those guys, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Or Neil Sheehy or something. <clears throat> like, no. I think those are 64 friggin' killers that I got on that list. It's a junk bracket. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you sound like such a fucking idiot. You know, and then, oh, well, who'd you put in? Well, not them. Okay, he still haven't answered the question, though. You know, I notice he still hasn't gotten back to me. You know, and then the one guy tell, oh, I've been playing hockey for 50 years, so my opinion carries some merit. Okay, who'd you play? What, what level did you play to? Bantam? Like, because you don't have a hockey DB profile, so you never played at any elite level. So I don't know why all of a sudden you think your opinion carries merit. Because, oh, you played beer league for the last 30 years? Oh, okay. You know, I guess. Like, oh, where did some of these guys come up with this shit? Like, just legends in their own mind. It's just embarrassing. You know, and let's, like, talk about some of that myth and reality. Of course, like they said, the two... The two big names that always get that were getting thrown out, of course, Gordy Howe and Larry Robinson, and Chara. Those are the three names. Okay. Honestly, I've already brought up the Chara thing a million times, and I've noticed on these Facebook groups, it's just endless. The people that will throw Chara in there, and like I always say, name me one heavyweight that Chara ever beat. Like, go listen to George LaRock on John Scott's show. They're making fun of Chara. John Scott Parker on Twitter called Chara a joke. But yet these people love to talk like he's some huge heavyweight. Like why? Because he threw Pat Maroon around or Mark, Matt Martin? Like, yeah, because Matt Martin's Tony Twist all of a sudden? Or, or Dave Bar- Like, I like Matt Martin. I'm not knocking any of these guys, but really? Are you putting him in the Stu Grimson, uh, Craig Berube, Ty Domi? Uh, bracket? No. So again, who did Chara beat? And like I said, it's this myth that gets built up because people just throw, and these people just eat it up like it's like reality. Like, oh, well, yeah, Doc Edwards said, oh yeah, he did, did he? Go type in Zdeno Chara, go on YouTube and go down that rabbit hole. Go watch his fights. I did for an hour one day. When I was doing an episode on Chara and Ovechkin, why everybody was calling them great fighters. So I went and reviewed all their fights for the show, and I wrote them all down. He didn't win anything. The only one was Kochi. That was the only fight that he stood in there. And Kochi was fighting with a broken nose, which I'm sure Chara knew. You know, and Kochi, I mean, I like Kochi, but yeah, elite heavyweight, he was not. Willing, had balls, big dude, but come on now. Like, even McGratton in the interview on Spit and Chiglets was kind of like, you know, Coachy, you know, he's game, but he wasn't tough. You know, so, oh, and maybe Karen's, but even then he jumped him. So, 
watch any time he has he's in a fight with a heavyweight, as soon as the guy starts on offense, Charo will seatbelt him and go down and pull the shoot. It's exactly what I've said that for years, and that's exactly what LaRock brought up on the John Scott show. So once again, what does Darren know? But here we are. I have backing from George LaRock and John Scott, but again, what would they know compared to Bruins fan sixty two on Twitter? And then Gordy Howe with his he he had twenty one career fights. That's it. He had, he averaged less than a fight a season in his playing career, but yet here we are talking about Gordy was the killer of among men, and it was like, and somebody broke down all of his fights and re- read the newspaper articles and read the stories. The only real fight that he actually really kind of just. And he didn't even destroy the guy. Because that's a bunch of bullshit myth, too. Go back and read that article. When he fought Fontenotto. When everybody likes to say, oh, he killed him. Well, because they show the picture of Fontenotto in the hospital with his broken nose getting, you know, in a, you know, taped up. But lots of guys break their noses in fights. But Howe was bleeding and was stitched up, too. And Fontenotto was landing shots. I'm not saying he won. But the accounts of Howe... Huge how win have been greatly exaggerated over the years, and I know Gordy has this mis- mythical kind of status as Mister Hockey and everything, and obviously Hall of Fame player. I'm not talking about his talent, neither or Charas or Robinson. I'm not talking about their talent. They're great Hall of Fame players, obviously. I'm talking strictly from a fighting standpoint. Like even the Gordy Howe hat trick, Gordy had one in his career. Rick Tockett had 18 of them. Shouldn't be called a Rick Tockett hat trick then. You know, but everybody loves this. Why isn't Howe in it? Like, really? Well, you have Ferguson. Well, Ferguson was an enforcer. And actually did a lot of fighting. And there's video of him fighting. Howe didn't fight. You fight once a year. It's all because everybody was scared of him. I love that one, too. Okay. Well, by that very logic, Bob Prober had 300 fights, so no one was scared of him. Because, I mean, that's where your logic is going. Like, Tony Twist had 200 fights. Was no one scared of him? But they were all scared of Howe and Fatio and them. Because that's why they never fought. Like, fuck, give me a break. And what was the other one? Oh, Robinson. Larry Robinson. Again, like 20 fights in his career. And everybody loves to hang their hat on the Schultz fight. Go watch it. It's like three side of the head punches. And then Schultz gets... And then Robinson yanks Schultz down. Stands up and then hammers him a couple more times while Schultz is on his knees. Oh, but Larry destroyed him. Oh, that was the end of the hammer. Like, what the fuck? It was a nothing bullshit fight. Now, okay, Larry, you know, whatever, you know, from a visual standpoint and probably from a, a team standpoint, it was greatly needed because that was like the big bad bully and whatever and the flyers and here's your Hall of Fame defenseman sort of, you know, holding his own and kind of taking him down kind of thing. But don't people talk like, oh, he, beat him up and dropped him and busted him up and knocked him out and it was like oh give me a break go again the fight's on youtube like spare me that like this guy's giving me some big long write-up and he sends me a fucking link to some sports illustrator like i don't the video's on youtube i don't give a shit what the writer writes go watch the youtube video it's not that big of a deal so stop acting like oh all of a sudden it was like the destroy destruction of man and then other than that, Gary Howitt, that was the other tough guy he fought. After that, Robinson's fight card is lame. And again, Hall of Fame defenseman, you don't want him fighting the enforcer. I get it. 
but at the same time, the, oh, because he beat up Wilf Paymont or something. Like, actually, I don't think he did. I think Paymont took him or, you know, or whatever. He threw around Dale Hunter and, you know, whatever, Rennie Levesque or something. Like, you know, big deal. But again, everybody, well, you don't mess with Big Bird. Oh, give me a break. Like, no enforcer was scared of Larry Robinson. Like, just stop. Like, ugh. But again, this myth and the reality. And it's funny how I've, and especially with these tournaments, I see it more and more. And let's like, like I said, with these people, they're hyper. Oh, Joe Coaster did this and twisted that, and Dave Brown, you know. And they were never, they never knocked down. And they, yeah, they were. That's like there's YouTube, man. It's not like no one has access to YouTube. I mean, anybody can go look. It's all right there. But they just, and like I said, I think it's these older. They just cling to it, like just these. I, I like I said, I guess I could see where the young people are coming from. Like I always rant and rave and bitch about the young people on Twitter, but I get it in in a way because, like, I'm the same age as these guys that are yelling and shit about Larry. Maybe not some of them about Larry Robinson, but the majority of them. And it's like I know they're full of shit, so I get it. You know, I mean, I guess every generation has their has their thing they hang their hat on, but um, yeah, it's just. I don't know. There, there was, yeah. There's just so much. Um, yeah, I guess uh, the myth is the only word I can use around uh, aura around how and Chara and these guys. And I just, especially the the Chara thing, uh, over and over and over again. I see this. Oh, he's top ten, or he's, you know, he's oh, he, one guy's oh, you know, some people talk about O'Reilly, but I, you know, if or if Chara really wanted to be a fighter, oh, okay. Well, if he really wanted to be. Well, there's probably a bunch of guys you could maybe say if they really wanted to be. Now, Chara certainly has the size. I mean, obviously in the reach compared to most people. Well, like everyone, you know, he's the only one that's that big. So, okay. Um, well, I mean, the only guy that was fairly similar to him in size is Bugard. And, of course, he was mean and knew how to use it. So, I mean, you all saw how that, how that was when that, uh, you know, I mean, that was a lethal right there. But, I mean, you know, there have been big guys like Hal Gildekamp fight or, you know, Shell Samuelson or something. So size, okay, yeah, it's great to be big. Now, if you can be big and put it all together and be mean and can throw a punch like a, like a Bugard or a McIntyre, well, okay, well, now you're fucking cooking with gas. But, I mean, just because you're big doesn't make you tough. You know, and Chara just, again go watch his fights he clearly didn't like getting and not, not many people like getting hit but i mean he clearly was very aware of not getting into a slugfest with, not that i blame him but you could tell he didn't want to get into a slugfest with these guys and he was quick to pull them down again this isn't me saying go watch the video and again larock and george scott are talking larock and george scott larock and john scott are talking about it right on scott's podcast um about that very topic Scott's kind of amusing. Yeah, because LaRock was saying how he always tried to fight Char, and of course, Scott, yeah, me too. I'm like, mm, yeah, were you really, John? I have this, um, I'll be completely honest, I, I have a real sort of, I respect that he did the the role. I always, I always respect the athlete, you guys know that. But, 
John Scott gives me the sour belches. Because personally, I think he's full of shit a lot of times. And, um, you know, again, I've talked to a few guys. Um, yeah, it's like the respect level really wasn't that high for Scott. So, I mean, I'm not going to say names and I'm not going to expose their business. Um, this is private conversation that we've had. Again, I'm not in the position to have any sort of credibility to be knocking John Scott, but it's my opinion as a fight fan. Um, there's some, there are some big names that are not on John Scott's fight card and listening to John Scott talk and a bunch of his stuff. He sort of talks like he was Bob Probert and it's like, not really. You weren't, you were okay. But when I heard you say you never lost a fight, um, you lost. Now, I don't know if that was jokingly or what, but I've heard him say it a couple times and he doesn't, if he's, if he's doing it jokingly, it's real dry. Like desert dry, we'll put it that way. And it's like, well, Justin Johnson would disagree with you. And it's like, I could probably give you a bunch of videos if you'd like. I'm like, you never beat Morasti either. So, uh, you know, and that's just two that I can off the top of my head. Um, you know, and I and I think some of, and whatever. I mean, I'll get into, I'm not going to talk about William at the Biscuit and John Scott and the HockeyFights.com. I won't get into all that because that's not my story to tell. Um, I should, I would like to get William from the biscuit on here and, uh, we could talk about a few things. Um, but my old hockeyfights.com friends, I don't like how they treated William. I don't know the whole story, but I know William's side and I ain't digging it. I know how you treated me. So I'm sort of, I'm on team William. I'll put it that way. Cause I mean, you know, you dick me around too. So, which turned out to be the best thing ever. I'm not complaining, but, uh, I don't like how those guys do business over there. And, uh, yeah, and I, I, I don't like, by the sounds of it, I don't like how John Scott does business either. So, you know, whatever, I'll just, I'm, now I'm going on a tangent out in left field, Bell listeners, or what are you talking about? But to go back to my final point about, uh, Chara, um, again, uh, a lot of smoke and mirrors, um, Gordy Howe, I mean, again, a lot of that stuff can't, I mean, you're just going by newspaper articles and articles that have been written, put in the research. Um, again, every, you know, every writer and stuff has their own opinion on things. Um, maybe Gordy won some of the fights that they say they, he didn't. Um, but regardless, the numbers are there that he just didn't fight that much. And same with Robinson. And Robinson, there's video, because that's obviously a little later on in the 70s and whatever, in the 80s. So, um, and again, I'm not saying that these guys should have went out and fought the all the fourth-line guys in the world because that would be foolish too because why would you want that as a coach? But I'm just saying how um, it's interesting how the fable hockey's tales, I would say history is revisionist, right? But um, yeah, you just you just see it in the comments from people and it's just the same old rhetoric that you've read and heard for years that probably their dad told them and whatever the, you know, they're at the local rink at the old timer sitting around telling Gordy stories and how everyone was scared of him. And all this one time, all one punch and on and on. It's like, yeah, all right, you know, whatever. All I'm saying is go do your own research and read stuff. And it's like, yeah, I mean, everyone wants to believe that because that makes for a great story, but it's really not true. So Gordy was a, was a great player. That would fight sometimes. Uh, 
and was a tougher guy known for his hitting and his elbows and more for his dirty play than anything else. I have all these people that just revere him so much, but yet they're on Twitter crying about every hit ever thrown. Uh, nowadays, would like if they watched the Gordy Howe, they would cry at how dirty those guys were. So, but um, yeah, well, I mean, at this point, I'm just rambling and babbling. So, um, stopping and starting and stopping and starting. Hold on. There we go. Cheers. One last piece of business I want to bring up before we get out of here. I won't talk to you. I was going to say I talked to you for too long, but it's already been 45 minutes of bunch of nothing. It's like audio form of a Seinfeld. It's like the hockey enforcer Seinfeld episode. That's what my wife just said. I, was, I came out, I grabbed a beer from the fridge. I said, I've talked for 40 minutes about nothing. Just rambling. She's like, it's like a Seinfeld episode. And it's like, yeah, it really is. Um, but in all seriousness, when Probert was king, uh, Steve over there, uh, he has a uh, YouTube channel that he's had for over 10 years. It's got over a thousand subscribers. And, uh, of course, Steve, well, okay, before this, Steve is the gentleman who is, of course, I've had him on my show. We did the bracket breakdown for the Probert. He's been on a bunch of times. Steve's a great dude. Uh, love having him on. And he's also the one responsible for starting the GoFundMe to get the Drop Your Glove site back up and running. Bigger and better than ever. Drop Your Gloves 2.0. Um, but, uh, and he's put it all on, on his back and he's trying to go for it. Um, he's talked to a bunch of computer people and it's like 10 grand to get it going. I'm like, is no one outside in the sound of my voice? Does no one know a computer programmer that can do it for cheaper than that? Like Steve's got the money. Like, let's get this going. Really? No one listens, knows a computer guy. And I'm not talking about some guy that set up a goddamn, you know, a GoDaddy site for his dog or something two years ago, but like an actual computer programmer guy that could do this shit. No one listening knows anyone. Come on, you guys. Um, really Steve's asked the same thing. Like anybody out there listening, seriously, if you know a computer guy, get a hold of Steve. It's not a scam, you know, whatever. Hey, if it's your friggin' brother-in-law and he needs the work and he's good at it, Hey, here's some chance for some money. And you're doing the fight community a, a big deal. Like, everyone loved Drop Your Gloves, and this is going to be bigger and better than ever. Like, Mecca, man, fight cards, videos, message boards, the whole nine. But Steve's been raising money. He's over halfway. He's got about 5,200. It's been stalled out. I'm not going to yell and scream at people because I've done that on how many episodes now. Like I said, if, if everybody in the Enforcer Appreciation Group gave a dollar, the fucking site would be up by now. You know, like, come on. Whatever. I'm not. And no one's saying you got to donate hundreds of dollars. Ten bucks. Everyone listening I know was on that, spent hours and hours on that site. Really, you can't afford, it's coffee money at this point. $10, I think as grown adults we can all afford 10 bucks, you know. But not only is he doing that, but he also has a YouTube channel. This is where my point was going. Uh, and he's had it for years, like 10 years I think he's had a YouTube channel. Check it out. Um, well, <laughs> guys, get you can't check it out now. Because he was like, I said, well, once you get over a thousand subscribers, you can monetize your channel. And, um, hey, why not, right? And he was going to take the money each month that YouTube pays and put it into the GoFundMe. Well, as soon as he turned to monetize his channel, they yanked it and shut down his channel. Because, oh, against community guidelines. What? Well, oh, because it's acts of violence. Like, okay, well, first of all, 
I don't want to give many ideas, but I mean, my channel, there's a, there's a bunch of hockey fight channels out there, have been for a decade on YouTube. Hell, the NHL has an official channel that has fights and hits on it. The UFC, boxing, there's street fight videos for Christ's sake. So why are you taking, why is YouTube taking his down for community guideline standards? And it's like, oh, it's spam or whatever. I mean, I fought with YouTube a bunch of times and they're clowns. Like, I mean, I think most of it's just computer generated, whatever. But I'd love to talk to an actual human at YouTube, you know, and get this shit straightened out. Because I noticed even now, like before when you used to upload a fight, zoom, zoom, you'd be up. Two minutes it would take you to upload a tilt. Oh, now it's 15 minutes and you got to fill out a friggin' essay. And, oh, is this... Where does this fall under the community guidelines? And it's like, oh, police brutality and blah, 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 drug and use. And, you know, and you got to pick a box. So I'm like, I think I said I picked, like, professionals doing stunts or something. Like, that was, like, the closest I could come up with to fights. And, oh, well, you're only getting limited advertising now. And, like, okay. I'm sure the NHL doesn't have limited advertising on their videos. Like, it's a hockey fight. It's an act of a sport. Like, it's not like I'm putting up a street fight where it's, Crips and Bloods three on one and a gang jumping or something like what are we doing here like so anyway he did that and then YouTube like just pulled his channel down I don't even know how many fights he had up but like how many videos he had uploaded but I mean after being around for a decade I'm sure it was quite a big deal and he had a lot of his video projects on there and Steve had some good shit on there you know and I know what it's like to you know like if YouTube yanked my channel and took it all down I don't know if I'd be doing another YouTube channel yeah, I probably would just because I'm sitting here watching fights anyway, bored. But it's like, what a pain in the ass. So it was like, that was just brutal. So, I mean, if anybody out there knows anything about YouTube or knows someone at YouTube or whatever, can you get a hold of me or get a hold of Steve and kind of tell him, like, maybe what he could do to kind of rectify the situation? Because, I mean, that's bullshit, you know, in all seriousness. Like, you know, he wasn't doing anything wrong. So... And all the guys do is try to make some money to give to a GoFundMe to to bring hockey fight fans a, a better sight. You know, I mean, when, the dude's Santa Claus, man, to a fight fan. I'm serious, you know. And uh, so for the folks out there listening, if anybody out there knows a computer programmer or someone at YouTube, get a hold of myself or when ProbertWasKing.com, get a hold of him, Steve, and... Uh, Give them the lowdown. Let's get this back up and going here, folks. But uh, that's that's it for today. Uh, there, That is my episode, my outstanding episode. But the shit with Steve is serious. Let's get on that, guys. Come on. And uh, But other than that, um, like I said, this is, you're getting uh, Darren in holiday mode, although I go back to work tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to throw something out there, talk to you guys. Um, I, I do enjoy doing the Sunday episodes. I'm just sort of... Uh, lo- ranting and raving and lamenting on the week that that the week that was, but um, is lamenting the right word to use there. I don't know. Not a wordsmith like Doctor Chris and Harrison Harper and Dakota Hodgers. Them educate those edumacation guys with their big school words. They don't use regular people words. But go back, check out my pack back catalog. Check out Harrison Harper and uh, and the project. And, uh, and Joe and Alec and the rest of them, um, all those guys are doing good. I was just saying to Alec, I said, it's really frustrating. Um, and, and Alec created the Enforcer Appreciation Group. And I said, every week, myself, Joe, Alec now, 
as, as we put up our episodes. We put the links to where you can go and watch them. Uh, Tyler Morrison from Fight Stories is in there. Um, and then here's this guy today. At, oh, I normally watch, I listen to these shows, but they're on hiatus until the hockey season starts. Does anybody know any enforcer podcasts or whatever? And the dude's been a like a member for two years in the group. Like, seriously? Like, do we have to hit you over the head with a hammer to get us to notice? Like, we only put giant graphics with episode numbers and pictures and links to the guy. Like, oh, you just scroll on by. You never noticed that it was a podcast before? Like, oh my god. It's, like, so frustrating. Like, I try to, like, retweet. and I, I, I think I fairly almost spam people on Facebook with the amount of times I advertise my episodes every week with my player interviews, and it's just like, I mean, I don't, th- I don't expect people to hang on my every word, but I mean, oh my God, after two years, you'd think you'd run into it now and again, at some point in two years, you might check out the podcast, maybe you did, you didn't like it, okay, fine, but you go on the group where four guys openly advertise their podcasts every week, and you're asking about fight podcasts, Jesus, I don't know, shit like that's frustrating. Anyway, I'm going to end it with complaining. Um, in all seriousness, I guess I'll be talking to you guys again on Wednesday, uh, which is normally interview day. To be completely honest, I have I don't have anybody interviewed yet. So, uh, again, I'm recording this on Friday. So, I mean, obviously I have five days to do it. But, uh, yeah, so I can't, uh, I'm not going to throw out any names yet because there are none to throw out. So, we will see. But in the meantime, check out the back catalog. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, in all seriousness, though, um, thank you again for for everyone for taking part of the Bob Probert. I know I rant and rave and bitch about it, but it was great that everybody took part. Um, like I said, it, it, for all that was going on in hockey, and uh, and I kept claiming Twitter was really dead in terms of fight Twitter. Um, you guys came out and people voted and commented, and it was a lot of fun. Um, Facebook for the majority of people, fun. Couple clowns, well, a lot of clowns, but whatever. That's the way it's always going to be. That's not going to deter me. I mean, like I said, sometimes it gets frustrating, but I will say, I've already brought this up to a bunch of people, and I've done it four times. There's going to be a fifth in this. Um, what I, I like to call minor league mayhem, where it's just what it sounds. Sixty-four of the toughest minor league, iron league dudes to ever strap them up. McIntyre, uh, I don't know. Bonvi, Yablonski, Morasti, Engelstad, Bialois, Toporowski, all the boys will be out there. Trevor Gillies, uh, and that's always a lot of fun. And I personally, I was going to say the minor league one to me, I have a lot more fun with than the NHL one, to be completely honest. But that'll be out about mid-August. I'll put that out, and uh, yeah, so I look forward to doing that for you guys, and that'll be fun. And I get to listen. I get look forward to hearing we're so and so again, but. Uh, whatever like i said to uh the fact that uh that many people come out and vote and get a kick out of it far outweighs the goofs so anyway let's get out of here i hope everybody has a very happy long weekend for those that are back at work i'm feeling for you i'm i'm back there too with you let's let's grind it out and uh talk to you guys on wednesday thanks everybody And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 